five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Well, not only is it um, a mad world, apparently, according to Moby, that was the voice, by the way, in that track. It was Moby. It's also a very white world. (laughs) Because there was nobody in that animated uh, short that was not theoretically white, right? Because in order to, and that's not why I played that video, by the way. Look at Santa on the magic carpet. This is a this is a Soviet illustration right here. Like the Soviets were propagandizing Santa. See the red star at the top of the tree? Right there. And to hell with the reindeer, he's got a magic carpet. And it's a supersonic plane headed right into space. So that's some space race propaganda in the background. He even looks a little like a kind of a Eurasian sort of Santa Claus, doesn't he? Let's see. Not a lot of gifts, though. We have to remember this is the Soviet Union. Um, But yeah, if they were going to do the 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 multi-racial version of that video, if you go back and look at versions of illustrations from the period that the illustrator of that of that short was uh, copying, emulating. The portrayals of non-white people were not very, how, how do I say this? Um, they were not very kind. They were very, very stereotypical. So in order to not have to deal with the blowback of having a, a diverse world, right? Because there was a certain look as to how non-whites particularly well i mean they would even get into asians a little bit but but primarily uh so-called blacks right they would have like the the giant lips and it was just not a good look so they just made it an all-white world right and even the scene in the in the subway where the girl is getting uh jacked up it's by this big lunky white cretin with of course a confederate flag on his chest so i mean there there is that message in the video but i would say overall the video itself is pretty spot on just in terms of if you and if you're just listening to the podcast it was a video that was moby singing mad world like a very slow piano rendition but the name of the group is sad world 
So today we're talking about SADS and sudden adult death syndrome. We won't use the whole show. We're only going to go for an hour today because uh, we're a little time challenged in terms of our our uh, activities. Got to take the old gal to the airport today, leaving on a jet plane. So we got to go into the big city. And that's going to take a look. And apparently there's all kinds of confusion with Southwest Airlines, which is they've had literally hundreds of flights canceled. I think I heard thousands, but really are there thousands of flights? Probably hundreds of flights over the last couple of days. So fingers crossed. Uh, the good news is that she's not flying into the Midwest or the Northeast. She's headed West where the weather is actually better. And uh, a lot of it depends on where her, where the flight is coming in from. Usually with Southwest, if the flight is going west, then it'll either start somewhere in the Midwest or go from the east to the mid-Southwest, which is kind of where I am, and then head west. Southwest generally tends to be linear, although every now and then they'll take you a bit off path. A little bit right every now and then not too much though anyway uh welcome to the show i'm gonna try to bring in as much info today as possible within the allotted amount of time so that we can have a holistic experience anyway that was mad world animated video pretty good animated video uh that's Marco Tarantino. Marco Tarantino. He's got 106 subscribers, and there was 7.9 thousand views on that. Not not many. Uh, the I thought the I thought the animation was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Okay, let's get into our sponsor. Of course, got to get into our sponsor, True Ham Science, and I took my. Moon dust today in my coffee. Moon dust in the coffee makes me feel good, good, good. Good, good, good. Let's go to their website. So if you uh, follow the show, you know that I broke the news yesterday that Chris is working on the moon dust gummy, which I actually experienced last week. Got to tell you. It was a good gummy, very good gummy. So at the start of the show, I always talk about True Ham Science, the sponsor of the show. And uh, it's been a great year working with Chris and watching his business grow and watching everybody in Chattaria and beyond experience the, uh, the attributes, positive attributes of CBD. So uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for supporting Chris. Uh, through this past year and getting great value, great service, great product by supporting Chris, you support the show. It's the circle of life. It is the new circle of life. So you know the drill. If you spend $100 or more, Chris will include some free product. He'll throw in some uh, droppers of different types of CBD. Maybe you'll get a couple of uh, gummies. So you can try the gummy, the nighttime gummy which I had last night, worked to perfection. And uh, $150 or more, and you get the free shipping. So if you're listening, go to truehempscience.com 
forward slash ref, that's R-E-F forward slash 23. And when you get to the end, just type in 15-M-I-N-S, you'll get the free goodies. Chris knows you're coming from this world. And we have the virtual handshake and hug. So there you go. All right. Let's see how many Chatarians are here today. Let's see what we got. There's a man, Tomas. Look at that. DJMC Michael. Crack it on, brother. You're impressive. Very impressive. I usually am up around 5 a.m. You are impressive. I miss being able to sleep in. Wait till you get, well, you're a Pisces. Pisces can sleep. That's my experience with Pisces. You know, Pisces, 12th house, the realm of dreams. Pisces generally are really good sleepers. Uh, I'm not a great sleeper. I went to bed at 11.30 last night and got up at 3.30. Then I coaxed myself back to sleep for about another three hours. However, at one point, there was a certain four-legged friend of mine staring me in the face, breathing right into my face. I'm like, no, it's not happening right now. All right, who else do we have? There's my man, Ryan. What's going on? Hey, happy birthday, Sony. Happy birthday, Classy lady, classy lady, who's that lady? Classy lady. We got a lot of classy ladies in here. Speaking of which, there's Fran, CC Jones, the beautiful one. Wendy says, hi, Wendy. Let's see what else do we have. Fika Feliz. Oh my God, I love this video. Is there a link? Robert always outdoes himself in the music category. Well, thank you for that, Lynn. I'm glad somebody appreciates the musical choices. Virtual hug. Good documentary, A Shot in the Dark. Emergency shot in the dark vaccines. It's a disaster with the airlines. Hope my hope mom gets her flight. So do I. She's the nervous type. If you know what I'm saying. If you know what I'm saying. Let's see who else do we have today. I know it's an early call. It's an early call, but you guys are troopers. You're troopers. All right, so I wanted to, there was something with yesterday's show I didn't get a chance to talk about. And I kind of want to just go back a little bit since we're still in Mars retrograde. I want to go back a little bit and add just an insight and a perspective that came to me over the last week. And it has to do with behavior on the highway. And I think you can gauge a society and a culture by behavior on the highway. You can see how people treat each other in real life by what goes on on the streets of the U.S. We can say the world, but we'll just use the U.S. as, a, as an example. One of my pet peeves, and I've talked about this before, we're in the pet peeve territory. One of my pet peeves is when you pull up to a light and there's two lanes, and there's a car that is going to pull up to the light 
in the other lane and then there's one car in front of it and as you're approaching the light or the stop sign or whatever we'll seize the light all of a sudden that car just jumps a lane because they don't want to have to sit behind somebody at a light okay i get it i do the same thing but i don't do it right in front of somebody I don't do it right in front of somebody. It's like, have some presence of fucking mind when you try. And I've been seeing this more and more lately. And the other day we were um, approaching a stoplight and it was green. So there, there was a turn and this guy was turning and it's on main street in Fredericksburg, turning on one of the side streets left. So the guy behind him immediately jumps out. And hits the right lane right in front of another car that was coming up to it was me, but I watched it. I'm like, why don't you just fucking wait until that guy makes his turn? You might have to wait another 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Why don't you just wait? But that's not that's not uh that's not cool. Somebody somebody's got an important place to go, important things to do. It jumps right out. That gets into yesterday's video. You know, that that's the point where we're we're kind of crossing the bridge a little bit at Long Doe. We're crossing that bridge, and all people care about is themselves. And while Kurtz represents a drastically more philosophical, um, deeply existential tribal relationship with reality and his purpose and the war it's much more complex and much more layered at a certain level it's the same thing like the lane change is the unenlightened version of that so i just wanted to and it, and it, and it, it just kind of when i see this it pisses me off and I, and I realize like you know at times i've probably been that guy Right. But I always I went through this period of my 20s where I was using driving as a practice for Zen meditation. And I was doing everything to change my internal environment so that my external environment on the highway would match it. And you'd be surprised at how well that works. You hit lights in a good way, not in a green light way, not in a red light, but a green way, right? And if you if for some reason Something happens, you don't get attached to it. You just let it go. It's like a practice. Driving is a practice. Auto meditation. Anyway, I just wanted to put a bow on yesterday's show with that because I, I didn't really get that far. Oh, by the way, I want to thank Equa for sending me uh, Jeffrey Doherty's latest video. It's really good. And he crawls down. It's a very interesting video because he talks about a certain individual without actually having to talk about that individual. And it has to do with sexual molestation, predation, and cultic behavior. It's a really, really, really good video. Um, and I may put the link in here. I think I'll try to put the link in here. Maybe. I don't know if there's a place for it. I'll put it up on Twitter. I'll give it some love on Twitter and I'll put it in the, uh, the chat. 
on um, Discord. I was on Discord yesterday. I answered a few questions. So, good video. Damning video in a lot of ways. Really well thought out, well done. Kudos to you, Jeffrey. All right. Um, let's talk about, so I ran across this, you know, I'm thinking about, well, what do I, what do I want to talk about today? What do I want to talk about? I need to talk about something. So let me see if I can find the, um, Oh, here it is. It's in Henry's site. It's in Henry's site. Okay. So I found this on Henry Macau's site. And I wanted to show you guys the causes, the leading causes of SADS. Check this out. Ignoring these deaths and injuries, still the media leaps to defend the vax. Potential reasons for sudden adult deaths. And by the way, they have another definition of SADS, which has to do with um, your heart. I'll, I'll cover that in a second. From various mainstream media, now called living legacy media or lying legacy media the llm these are these are the things that contribute to sudden adult death syndrome soil did you know your soil the very ground you live on the terra firma the bed of carbon that we stand upon, plant, till, harvest from, that soil contributes to sudden adult death syndrome. Did you know that? Right on top of that, the next layer is snow. Yes, snow leads to sudden adult death syndrome. Again, this is courtesy of mainstream media sources. This is not the true definition. This is not the true causation. Snow. So when it's not snowing, they got you covered with soil. Don't garden. Don't go out there and garden. You might die. Energy bills. When you see your energy bill, you might be having a Fred Sanford moment. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, I'm coming I'm coming. That when uh, Red Fox was playing Fred Sanford, he was way fucking younger than he looked. He was a, he looked like he was in his seventies. I think Red Fox was in his forties. That was, that always blew my mind. Well, when I found out that he wasn't as old, he wasn't that much older than Demond Wilson. He might have been maybe fifteen years older than his son. I'd have to check, but maybe twenty. But he looked like he was 40 years older than him. Sweating. Don't sweat. You sweat. You might die. Think about this, too. Think about how a normie reacts to this. Holy shit. If I sweat, 
I might die. Well, if you're Procter and Gamble, you want to sell antiperspirant. You have people that are concerned about their mortality. You're not going to go to the madam that, yeah, it might cause it. You may as well double up on some sure. Triple up on some sure. Just lay it on. Snoring. Now, snoring is not always great because it can be related to sleep apnea, which could be very dangerous. But now they're they're doing a crossover. Now, now they're into the into the fusion malady. Sleeping in a recliner. Don't sleep in a recliner. First of all, just get rid of your fucking recliner. That's privilege. Why should you have a recliner? That's privilege. Sit in a chair and sit upright. Get rid of your recliner. Because you never know. You might fall asleep and you might die. But above and beyond that, you have a moral obligation to divest yourself of that recliner. Sleeping on your back. So many people sleep on their back. I know. I start off on my back, but then I assume the position. Um, Yeah, more fear, more paranoia. Oh, my God, I can't sleep on my back. Again, think about this through the eyes of a normie. You've gone from soil, snow, energy bills, snoring, sleeping sleeping on your back. Well, guess what else? TV. TV might lead to SADS. Now, there have been cases. There was a case where they did something in Japan, and they ran some kind of weird program, and there were a bunch of people that died. They had seizures. So that may not be too far off, but it's it's not related to what they're trying to sell you. So what you really want to, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to sleep in a recliner, have your TV on, and then fall asleep while watching TV. Those are three symptoms of SADS. Yes, falling asleep while watching TV. Because you never know. You never know what your TV is going to do to you once you fall asleep. You better keep one eye open like I do. Sometimes I do sleep with one eye. One time I was at a friend's house a long time ago. It was at night. I think we were watching a football game or post-football game, whatever. And I had actually fallen asleep, but my left eye was open. So my friend was talking to me the whole time. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Flight delays. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You don't want to have a flight delay. We're keeping on my mother today. Light delays lead to SADS. This is fucking ridiculous. Redlining. Redlining leads to SADS, meaning that if you're really pushing, like you're you're driven, that's a redline moment. You're driven. Better watch out. Don't want to be driven. Serenity now. 
Here's one that I have to watch out for being tall. If you're tall, you might suddenly die. How come that hasn't happened to Shaquille O'Neal or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who are taller than most people? They're still around. But if you're tall, you better watch out. Because the sads might get you. Solar storms. Oh, now there's a reach. This is for somebody who's into science, but way out science. Like that solar storm on the horizon could reach right into you. You're like the mosquito hitting the uh, hitting the little blue light. And it goes crack, right? That's the solar storm hitting you and zapping you with sads. New chemicals in Earth's atmosphere. Gee, I'll tell you what's interesting. Of everything here, even though I think we know what the cause of SADS is, that last one is very interesting because it might actually in some way contribute to people's conditions. But they don't say what these new chemicals are. Of course, the geoengineering that has been happening in my reality since 1997, we'll call it 97, when it first became really super hyper aware of geoengineering, 97, 2007, 10, 2017, 20, 2022, that's 25, we're into 26 years. Let's round it off, let's say 27 years of explicit geoengineering and the accumulation of the chafe from the sky that has impacted all of us. And if, and if you have followed this, um, like I have, I, I started following chemtrails right when I saw them. And the guy that was really, um, the light bearer was Clifford Carnicom and Clifford Carnicom did copious amounts of research on chemtrails and was actually able to scoop some of the, some of the goo up and was able to figure out what was in the geoengineered chafe falling from our skies. And it would, uh, it would turn your stomach really the high level stuff was all the metals manganese iron oxide uh what else uh some things that could be actually considered good like magnesium uh but way too much aluminum high amounts of aluminum i think the three main uh let's just call them pathogens, would be iron oxide, manganese, and aluminum. Those are in our bodies. 
and people wonder why we have high blood pressure. It's all the metals in our body. And then when that interacts with other things, like cell phone towers or high 4G or whatever it is, and then people get zapped, well, sure, it might contribute to something. Because we're in we're in uncharted territory here with the body and what's being dumped into our environment. And either via consent, well, you have to consent to get a to get a jab. You have to consent. If you don't consent to get a jab, you don't get a jab. Unless they hold you down and handcuff you and hit you with a hypodermic needle. But that's against your will. And that is not how the game works. The game works that when you submit your will, that that is, that's where the greatest power exchange takes place, right? You take a knee. It's like you're taking a knee. It's like, okay, I'm yours. And again, I'm not going to denigrate some people who against their better judgment and even their conscience have done this because they had to make a living, keep their heat on. It happens, right? And for a lot of people who don't have uh, the social, not even the social systems, although those are some of them, but the individual systems to weather that kind of storm. And that was a storm. Their choices become very binary. It's either yes or no or on or off, which is unfortunate. And a lot of people don't have experience with dealing with ambiguity and saying no. I had a lifetime of experience. I started saying no to a lot of things a long time ago, for better or worse. Part of the no has actually been, um, I think, to some extent, a bit detrimental. Like I went through a very difficult period in my uh, 30s, and even to some extent my 20s with money, because I said no to the world. I just rejected a lot of material values. And while other people were off making their their fortune during a time when there was copious amounts of money and opportunity. I was not one of them. But when you say no to the world, right, you say no, like in all of its manifestations for the most part. So it's hard when you're in a position where you've never done that before, where you've always complied and the world has rewarded compliance. And I've talked about this before with astrology, you know, and that's a very Saturnian path when you comply to the order of things. And there's a reward to comply with the order of things. And complying with the order of things and the reward were not cognitively dissonant at a certain point in time. It was embedded in the quote-unquote American dream. It was embedded in things like meritocracy. You know, you could, if you worked hard and you were 
assiduous and you and you uh, were persistent in your goals and you had a good moral foundation, the system rewarded people. If you if you were competent, if you were competent and were un, un, unfailing at your at your at your gig, and you had good support around you, wife, family, right? The system supported that. Like you're good. And so then you would rise through the ranks of that system and gain the benefits of it. And frankly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, when, when, what, when it goes wrong is when people become hypnotized and narcoticized. Um, hypnotized and narcoticized to uh, their success, right? They wind up in a lot of ways becoming, they have all these layers now, like success has bred layers in their personal systems. And when you have layers, it can be harder and harder to relate to other people, relate to people that haven't, followed the steps up the pyramid right so there was a time where it was rewarded and and in a way i don't i don't begrudge those people that did that that was the system system doesn't reward that now what the system rewards is something very very different it, it rewards something more uranian actually but it's weird because the Iranian reward, which is rebellion and having you know, blue hair or pink hair, um, having a, a nose ring in your septum. I mean, all those things look very radical, but they're not. They're not radical at all. They're, they're, they're the accoutrements of the mainstream. Like that's, that's how far this thing has shifted, but it's not radical at all. All the positions are, are very corporate. The positions that those people take are very corporate and um, very hive mind. They don't, but they don't know that, right? They don't understand that. It's just mind blowing. They're just, they're locked in this. Trance, I don't, and I don't want to go too far in it because that's not really what this show is about today. Because I don't have a lot of time, but that's to me, they're under the the spell that they're individuals, and they're not. They're about as far away from being an individual as possible. But for people who had participated in that system, and it rewarded them, all of a sudden. The rules change and they haven't dealt with living outside of that. So they don't know how to deal with that. They just, they just don't. And, and you know, fortunately for a lot of people who are in chat today or listen to the show, I guarantee you, I could go through each and every one of them and talk to them and they've learned how to live in a way outside the system by saying no to certain things. And they could be gainfully employed or were gainfully employed, but they made choices along the way that said, I'm not going to do this. So when you do that, then you're, you're able 
to and now everybody's got a breaking point. We all have breaking points. If we're without heat, without air conditioning, if you live in a really hot place, without food, without water, your breaking point gets right here. It's right in front of you. We all have them. So we're 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 all subjected to having to make a binary choice. We're subjected to having to make whether you choose to make that binary choice is up to you because there's always another way. We don't, this is the thing that I'm a firm believer in. There's always another way. If we can get out of the binary choice, right? Left, right, black, white. And there's, there's, there's a time and a place for binary, when it comes to choices, your choices, and they've hijacked that too, right? They've even hijacked the whole non-binary uh, equation in, in terms of choice. They lock people, like, because you, because there's like 90 versions of, of being a man or a woman. Oh, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a woman, which is not a bad thing, but it, but it locks you into the binary. And when it comes to real problem solving and having solutions, Binary is not going to be your friend. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just a moral decision. Other times there's, well, what is the third option? Or what is the fourth option? And for a lot of people, they just haven't had a lot of experience in that world. So I don't blame them. You know, they're in uncharted territory. Anyway, um, I just thought it was weird. I thought those symptoms were just really weird. And I just wanted to put them all in one place so that you know kind of what we're up against. It's the smorgasbord. Being tall. Let's give her all the tall people. They'll pass on the sads. Anyway. All right. We got about uh, 15 minutes, maybe 20 left in the show today. Um, so the whole binary thing kind of is a segue into the next um the next part of the show so i saw this movie last night and it's it's only going to be on amazon prime for four more days so if you have amazon prime and you uh, want to see a really good movie i am going to recommend and i don't know why i slept on this movie I'm going to recommend source code. Let me play the trailer because, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but one of the themes in source code is breaking out of the binary system of choice in a way that is not related to the hijacking of the binary that we see and experience now. I'm going to play the trailer. It's really, this movie is really good. Is it perfect? No. But if you're looking for a really interesting film to get you to think a little bit, to get you to cheer and root for the protagonist and even some emotion, I recommend this. It's going to be on Amazon Prime for four more days. 
And that's why it caught my eye. It says, leaves Amazon in five days. I'm like, well, shit, I should watch this. And I was not, I was not um, disappointed. Okay, here we go. Stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Jeffrey Wright. He's such a weirdo in this movie. Oh, here we go. took your advice. It was very good advice. Sean, Sean. Look, I can see that you think you know me, but I don't know who you are. My name is Captain Coulter Stevens. You kind of freaking me out. No, 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 no. Talk to me, Sean. I don't know who Sean is, and I don't know who you are. Captain Stevens. Where am I? You are inside the source code. What is the source code? It's a computer program, Captain. Source code enables you to cross over into another man's identity in the last eight minutes of his life. At 7.48 this morning, a bomb exploded on a train outside of Chicago, killing everyone on board. A man named Sean Fentress was on that train. He is now you. Think, Captain, remember back. Who bombed the train? I don't know who bombed the train. Then try again. Wait, no. I... So, what do you think? It's the same train, but it's different. We've been informed there'll be another attack in six hours. If you find the bomber, the next attack can be prevented. Concentrate on the passengers in your car. Look for ones who seem nervous. As always, you will have eight minutes. Eight minutes, and then I blow up again. What would you do if you knew you had less than eight minutes to live? I'd make those seconds count. I want to go back in. I'm going to save her. You can't. doesn't work that way. Christina is dead. She doesn't have to be. You cannot alter this reality while inside the source code. I'm asking you to have the decency to let me try. What's going on? He's in trouble. Tell me everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. I got Apocalypse Now queued up, apparently. Um, that's a really good movie. It's a really, really good movie. And I don't want to uh, get into, I mean, this, there's going to be, uh, I don't want to get into the spoilers if you haven't seen it. But I love, I love time travel movies. I love multiple reality movies. I think they're really, really interesting. So when you when you see him, him being Jake Gyllenhaal, occupy another person's body, that is like so non-binary, right? At least he isn't a woman, but he's in another body. It's not even him. But he's faced with uh, binary choices along the way. And then when he wants to make a binary choice on his own terms, to change the game. And that choice is not even really, it's outside of the binary, right? Because there's, they're, they're only looking for him to do one thing and that's to finger the bomber so that they can, 
they can save Chicago. Maybe he shouldn't have. No, I'm just kidding. Our good friend JJ is there, um, amongst other people that we know and love. But he goes outside the binary to make different kinds of choices to affect reality. I think it's great. Jake Gyllenhaal is a fantastic actor. I, he was uh, really believable in this movie. Like it, you know, there are some movies like the other night I was watching a Hitchcock movie to catch a thief with Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. And there are parts where you just kind of know they're acting. You know what I mean? And even actors as great as Grace Kelly and Cary Grant sometimes deliver in a way where they're acting. Like the lines are so, like who talks like that? You know what I mean? It's almost like the lines of a restoration comedy or something like that. It's very Hitchcock. But in, in Jake Gyllenhaal's case, I never got the sense that I was watching an actor. I was really in the movie. So he's very good in the range of emotions and um, physical contortions and all the things that he has to do in that movie would test any actor. And so it's got a little bit of that Dennis Quaid movie with, um, is, it, is it Mel Gibson? Frequency? I think it's Frequency. I'm just trying to figure out who Dennis Quaid's I think it's Mel Gibson. That movie's great, by the way. I love Frequency. And it's not Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is the father and Jim Caviezel, right? Dennis Quaid is the father and Jim Caviezel is the son. I love So it's got a little bit of Frequency, um, a little bit of Groundhog Day and the Tom Cruise movie where he dies over and over again. It's got a little bit of both of those, all, all three of those things. But I highly recommend it. And it really touches into this whole idea of the binary and non-binary universe in a way that is uh, benign. Like, it's benign. It's not, it's not destructive. It's, it's, not, it's not destructive. And the the binary universe has been weaponized now. So this, in a lot of ways, this movie is, is a kind of a reversal um, of that. I highly recommend it. So if you're bored and you have Amazon Prime and you want to spend two hours roughly being really engrossed in a very interesting movie with lots of great special effects, and there's a romance in the story as well. There's a connection between him and the woman on the train that, grows throughout the movie of course it has to any any good movie has real emotion connected to it and there are things of course that they'll use to trigger the emotion like the evolving relationship between him and the woman on the train and then kind of this um other sub-narrative with the father oh somebody just said i flew southwest to Oakland SF, and now they're on an Amtrak train. Oh, great. All right, I guess we'll find out. Headed off into the wild blue yonder. All right. Um, 
I think I'm out of here for today. So you got an hour. We got an hour. Get to hang, gather, spend some time together. Um, and then, you know, kind of go over a few things. Check out Source Code. It's really cool. It kind of ties into Friday's show as well with multiple realities and different timelines. It's really, it's a really good, it's a good watch. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, Thursday, we'll be back at 9-11. Friday, we got Russ over on the YouTube side. And I'll be actually be doing a, uh, I'll be part of an online astrology conference in February. Just kind of sewed that up this week. Somebody who's been following my work since the, really since the beginning, 2010, 2011, um, has evolved into her own really effective astrologer with a group of astrologers around her. Um, and they're doing a, an online astrological symposium, webinar sort of thing, where there's going to be breakouts, there's going to be panel discussions, and that's going to happen in February. So I'll have more information as we get closer to that. It'll be really cool. Um, there's some astrologers that you probably know of, like uh, Gemini Brett or Brett Gemini. I think that's his name. Who's, who's a good astrologer? Um, who else is in there? This guy, Harmon, is that his name? Harmon? I think he's on, uh, quite frankly, he's been kind of this uh, go-to astrologer for, I guess, out, outsider astrology stuff. He's going to be there. Um, Eric Francis will be part of it. I think da David has, I talked to David about it. And he said he'll do it. So maybe David will be a part of it as well. Anyway, more details on that to come. Thanks for being here. Thanks for dropping in. Have a great day. If you're traveling, stay, um, stay alert. All right, stay alert. Be open to plasticity of reality use your head in order to serve what's real your heart to stay on what's possible i'm robert phoenix take good care chatari i love you everybody else i feel the same way too bye for now